Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review last night's episode of NXT and some big developments on the road to stand and deliver. Uh, This show sucked. (laughs) This show absolutely sucked. There was one good thing. And even that was preposterous, but it's so stupid that you can't even begin to, like, deconstruct it. You can only really, and this is me, I'm pedantic as all hell. You can tear it apart, and I probably will, but there's no use. It's just magic and it's on, on its own ridiculously stupid terms. Uh, this sucked. There's a lot of reasons why this was bad. We talk a lot about NXT being so bad it's good, mm-hmm. where you just completely gloss over the logic issues and so many other things to enjoy it on its own terms. Even on its own stupid terms, this was really hard to like. I thought it was a terrible two hours of TV. I had a lo- I've realized as you were talking there what NXT is in the grand scheme of things. Developmental? Well, granted, yeah. But in our weird way of having to sort of uh, contextualize this show, mainly to our British listeners, so apologies, everyone else. Um... If, and I'm not saying that they're on the same level, but just as a nice example, if the main roster of WWE and AEW is Corey and EastEnders, NXT's Hollyoaks. Yes, it is. Absolutely Because occasionally, like Hollyoaks, and you'd be like, that's a really good storyline, that, actually. But a lot of the time, you're like, oh, my God, have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, he's not been who. <laughs> but, yes, if you weren't watching this for... The reasons you watch AW Dynamite, let's say, you had a lot of fun. Yes. I did, and I've... I've I written, didn't. I, I've written down lots of voices to do, so in my book, <laughs> tick, let's get into it, because a lot of people don't watch NXT and need us to, to recap it. So let's dive into this week's show. Um, start out with a great recap from what happened at NXT Roadblock uh, last week, uh, con- with, of course, the surprise return of Johnny Gargano and Roxanne Perez collapsing. Got a question to ask you about that later, actually. But uh, Johnny Wrestling opened the show. Gargano comes out, gets a great reaction. Welcome back, Chance, etc., etc. Um, 
And uh, yeah, he, he asked the audience, last time I was here, I got murdered by uh, Grayson Waller, basically. So can you just give me a shout if he's going to jump me from behind? Um, he said the last time he was here, though, he, he left uh, and said he was going to teach his son to be the best man you can be. And there's uh, been a lot of uh, talk recently about finishing your stories, finishing what you started. And that's why he's here. Uh, his story ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, and when he went to Raw, it felt like a piece of him was missing because he left it here on the table with uh, well, Grayson. The wrestling bit was missing. Grayson Waller standing over him. He was correct. Uh, Waller took closure for him. Uh, he hates to say it, though. He kind of respects it. And that's why he gave Waller the gift of just waiting. He wanted to see what Grayson Waller would do with this momentum because at the end of the day, the last guy who did that to him was called Tommaso Ciampa. And he went on to become one of the greatest NXT champions ever. But what did Waller do? He had two chances and he failed. And then he whined and cried and complained and blamed everyone else. And he slagged off each and every one of you. Uh, the locker room and he disrespected NXT. And that's not going to happen on my watch. <laughs> this is not Johnny Gargano's <laughs> voice. <laughs> um, that's never going to change. No matter what brand he's on, NXT is his home. And you don't screw with a man's home. There's someone coming in. Seven years of blood, sweat, and tears. And then uh, before he can get any further, here comes Vic Joseph. Oh, moment! moment! Maybe slightly calmer. To inform that Grayson, from on Gargano, that Grayson Waller's live streaming from outside of his house. <laughs> so Gargano runs off. Uh, look, I thought this show's off to a good start. This show's off to an absolutely preposterous start, I'll tell you that. Look, um, it was the usual NXT raw raw speech, the likes of which have descended into parody for several years at this point. Like, even if, if you cut me, I bleed. <laughs> Uh, black, black, black and gold. gold. Probably get that looked at. Yeah, no. It's uh, it was getting a little bit cliched and trite when NXT was still NXT, mm. but you kind of believed it a bit because, yes, you know, technical work rate, darlings, in an arena. Who would have thunk this could happen? CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like, it can be done. They just didn't want to do it, yeah. and they've got the resources to do it. And, in fact, the resources, so as if PWG broke big, that was the really thing that yeah. annoyed me. I looked like, at it when they're like, look at these talents we've developed. And then you look at the developed and it's got little asterisks. And it yeah, says yeah. sign for PWG. They truly acted as if, A, PWG had broken big and just become this televised entity or this arena-sized thing. And it was all this massive cell phone. Look what we had to fight against to get here. What The owner of the fucking company <laughs> that you're still in. Yeah. I, uh, anyway... So I hated the promo, to be honest. Just, if anyone can do it, it's Gargano. Yeah, he's, he's believable, yeah. He's, be uh, he's credible in the role, but my God, it just, it's so hollow. I bleed black and gold and all the rest of it. It's like, well, you know, there's red, there's yellow, there's luminous green, there's flamingo, flamingo pink and everything. It's not black and gold anymore. If Stop you cut me, I bleed goo. Yes. <laughs> just get over it. Yeah. Like, get over it, please. It's a bit, it's a bit lame now. It's well, like, I, he's like, he's the guy who's still in high school. Mm. It's just... <laughs> It's a bit like, not quite the same, this. Whenever anyone feuds with MJF, I'm like, oh, I don't like you. I like the other guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's get to him. Uh, and yeah, Grayson More Waller. More that later. Grayson Waller being there. More Well, we'll get to it in due course. Uh, and uh, some acting. And it is Oscars week after all. So uh, Anyway, um, Wesley's shown showing up at the uh, show. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, that was completely accidental. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, earlier on in the day, um, and suddenly who pops up but Axiom? Nerd! Who's very keen to earn that Open Challenge later, North American Championship, so he's going to follow Wesley around all day, like a puppy for some reason. <laughs> what? Well, they go off to get food. And, uh, Just then, stay in gorilla. Yeah, exactly. Just stay in gorilla, you, you moron. Be, you don't have to be next to him when he says it. You just have to wait till he goes out to do his segment, and then anyway. Reminds me of him. I, I love him so much. Happy birthday for yesterday, my beloved firstborn son James. He's got this thing where he's kind of birthday like, yesterday. His birthday yesterday. Oh. Got um, Mario Strikers for the Switch. Oh, maybe I can have a go at that. <laughs> we also got him an eight foot by five foot like. Forza pop up. You're talking to me about this, go. yeah. And it's like maybe I could have a go at that as well. But it's gonna be class because like it's bigger than him. <laughs> so I think he'll be wowed, but it's like for him it's ostensibly like a full size mm. goal. So now I'm really looking, for, looking forward to that, right? Look at the weather forecast for the next fortnight. I thought that. I thought, oh, that's gonna be amazing when you uh play with him in May. Yeah. <laughs> I love that by the way. I'm I, I'm not a parent, but I will say, um, I love getting people close to you presents that you're going to use. Yeah. I bought Anna Louise a uh, shower Bluetooth speaker. Never touched it. Me in the morning, every... Power <laughs> to the danger zone. So I would listen to it in the shower. Right. I'm going to get one. Yeah. They are money well spent, I'll say that. But, but, he's but don't get it for yourself. Get it for your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was football mad at his age. So I was trying to put myself in his shoes. What would make him buzz? And it's a goal with a netting. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's different now. Just a quick detour, because you guys about NXT. <laughs> yeah. When I was in at primary school, right, and I was just getting mad into football, we had this concrete yard. There was a field, but we were only allowed in, a, in the summer, because you had to walk. It wasn't just rainy England, but you had to walk down past the infants to get to it. So it was just a summer thing. So it was just easier to put us in the yard right next to the school. It was on a slant. It was concrete. And right next to it was a big main road. So that's so many complaints if you took in a real football where if it went over the fence, it's like, we can't go and get it. Mm. It's on a road. And it's like very hilly gate said. So it would just go down the hill. You can never get it back unless it just somehow went in someone's garden. Mm. That was it. So that's so many complaints about parents going, his ball's gone missing. Sidgy's ball's gone missing. Mm. That was just like, right, okay. So this was so like Victorian times. We had to get... The Letwork do um, custom footballs that were basically bunched up bits of newspaper. Honestly, it sounds like I'm in the 30s or something. <laughs> this was in the 90s. I'm not that old. Bunched up bits of roll paper with uh, newspaper with masking tape. Yeah. And then you would do another layer of newspaper. And then if you masked it all around, you get this pretty yeah. sort of robust thing that would last a couple of weeks before you had to make a new one. But they would let you have that. But at James's school, they just have a lovely well-manicured field right adjacent to it, oh. and it's got goals with nets in. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Where was that, yeah. Where was that for me? Mm. Jesus, I've seen what you've given, James, and I want to travel back in time and have that for me. <laughs> so it's like, maybe it won't be as big a deal, um, but I just distinctly remember it was this elusive thing, a goal with a net in. It mm. sounds like jumpers for goalposts, and um, I wanted so badly to be on the football team in year five because it was year five and six together. Oh, but it was like time. 90% year six and only the very best mm. in year five got on the team. I got on the team. Yeah. The biggest buzz of my life to this bloody date. And that was like 
Good. I can get a net. That was like the motivation was to score in a net. Now it's I can such do a good it in noise. training. It's just the best. Just so much different with just going away over the line <laughs> to now. And I remember I, I, used to, I really bless my dad for putting up with this. This is the last story about nets. This is why I've got my son this present. I was just so obsessed with nets. Like, I want to hit it in a net, dad. And I had this little goal, but it was a bit rubbish. Sorry, mom and dad. Mm. And one holiday, I think it must have been about nine or ten, we went to the beautiful, we went to like rural Scotland on holiday. It's yeah. so gorgeous. We went to a, a place called Oban and a log cabin. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And right next to it, there was a goal with a net in. Oh. Hang on, wait a second. Oh, my God. Every single day for seven days. <laughs> Dad, as soon as I woke up, <sighs> yes, son, getting goal. Like and smashed balls past him for like... Dudley s- boys. It was like nine till five, seven days a week. Then went for a fruit. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's the best. It is the absolute best. I love it. I still remember my red-framed goal that my parents bought me with a net in. Uh, and I love playing with it. I don't know if this is the same terminology globally, but we had a floater, which is like... Penny a, floater. Yeah, it's just a... It's not a real football. It can't even really do damage to your mum's flowers, for example. Yeah. And I just loved... Like you say, I was the same. I was out there. I was doing running commentary. I was like, Will Bourne, I'm closing in. Treadwork! Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I distinctly remember, it must have been like my mum's birthday or my dad's birthday or something. And we had all the family around in the garden. And it was, oh, let's play football with Adam. And it slowly descended into, get the fuck off the pitch, Adam. <laughs> the dads and the uncles yeah. getting into it. By the time they'd finished, dad had to buy her a new uh, a, a flower set. Because they like, they're like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, it goes into slightly into a bush. And you're like, oh, lads, let them get it out. They weren't, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't letting them get it out. They just get Kick. it out by kicking yeah. it out. Good, <laughs> right. Best. Great memories. What are we talking about? Uh, next two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Axiom's going to follow Wesley around all day. Why? <laughs> he's not He's not James. But I, that's how I got into it. James, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. That, that big 10-minute tangent. I forgot how we got here. Happy birthday, James, dot, dot, dot. You're not really my shadow. He doesn't, <laughs> he's got it into his head that there's, like, monsters or just noises upstairs. It's like, James, it's just the heating. Mm. It's just the heating. But, like, now if I go and get, like, a, a drink or something... The good pop that I don't want him to have. Yeah, because comes into the kitchen on the switch. I dad's like, get him. I love you, but you know, <laughs> we're on the same floor. <laughs> we're on the same floor of the house, James. It's fine. <laughs> Happy birthday! I love him so much. Happy Such birthday, Such a James. little legend. Uh, so Gargano is in the park. Mackenzie's following Gargano into the parking lot. He jumps in his car. He drives off. Then we get the NXT Tag Team Title match. It was Gallus versus Pretty Deadly. Um, I saw that uh, Gallus described somewhere as bruising baby faces. And I thought, hmm. uh, <laughs> Gallus are in control to take us to our break. When we come back, uh, Pretty Deadly have taken over and they're working over, uh, I think it was Mark Coffey. Uh, such a weird sentence to read this, Sige. And then Wolfgang gets the hot tag and runs wild. What a strange world we live in. Yeah. Bad um, one, a bad one. They spilled to the outside all this this brawling between the two teams and the history that they've got, obviously. Wolfgang gets hoied over the announce desk by both of them um, and pretty deadly grabbed the championship belts. And I genuinely was like, oh my God, it's happening. Here we go. Because they do the gimmick of like one throws one belt in and the referee's like, you can't use this. Turns around to get it out of the ring. And um, I think it was Wilson 
had the other belt and nailed Coffee with it. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Here we go. Yes. No Wolfgang. He's taken out. One, two. Oh, Mark Coffee. It's Which meant you- to be like the big moment of like, yes, they've persevered against the cheating. And I'm thinking, oh no, they've persevered against the cheating. It's well, dramatic. I'll give them that. Yeah, Mark Coffee kicks out. Um, so uh, Pretty Deadly decides to try and hit their spill milk finisher. But as they hit the ropes, um, uh, Elden Prince, I think it was, he hit the ropes. Wolfgang low bridges him, so he falls out. Coffee fights back, flying uppercut to Wilson, and then they hit that combo finisher of theirs. One, two, three, and Gallus retain. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not biased. I've got like preferences and likes yes. and dislikes, just like everybody else has. So I don't. I don't like Gallus. Don't like the vibe of the act. Don't think it's particularly good. Um, I'll give them this before I bury them again. <laughs> The last five minutes are pretty dramatic. Yeah. The finish looks great. Mm. They're not bad in the ring. No one's saying they're bad in the ring. They just do absolutely nothing for me. There's just no TV superstar quality that I get from them. They're just the APA with no power whatsoever. Like, absolute Mardi Arse, Gallus boys on chip. I just don't like them at all. You know what they remind me of? Like, is someone who... uh, so, like, my formative years. Mm. So, I've gone all the way from year five and year six, mm-hmm. football hero, right? Uh, year seven, started to realize that I just liked kind of nerdy things. Mm. So, I went away from football. Didn't really continue it. Um, it's secondary school. Still played it for fun, but I wasn't that kind of personality to be, like, uh, what the Americans would call a jack. I was going to say that, yeah. So I got in a, before I became like an indie boy, and before I just realized everything can be good, I was like a heavy metal kid. Ooh. Um, and then got into emo, Midwest emo. Then I got into like indie and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So by 17, 18, I was a hopeless Smiths fan before I realized the full extent of Morrissey's awfulness. <laughs> and, you know, I liked... Uh, White stripes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was an indie boy, and then I got like indie hair because you know that was the style at the time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went to university. You know, my tastes expanded, but I was still at my core like an I hate saying this, but like an alternative yes. guy who tried to dress like that. Okay, I just dress bloody normal. And uh, I've been in pubs before. But the, the, the people of Leeds did not like me when I went to university. <laughs> just like the natives, the rugby lads, just did not like me at all. Newcastle's a nicer city, I suppose. Because I'd been out loads and never really got that much grief. And I remember went to, what was the name? Big student bar in Headingley that a lot of like locals frequented. And I remember just had a bit of a weller cut at this point, okay? And I went to the bar... Big rugby bloke standing next to us went, Hey, mate, you wearing a f***ing wig? <laughs> I was like, no, just got a bad haircut, obviously. And, uh, yeah, that's Gallus, and that's why I hate them. I can understand every... You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't like the guys who are, like, arseholes in the pub no. who just threaten to darken the mood. You just want to go out and have fun. You want the people who try to be hard when they're out and are asking for a fight. They're the worst kind of people for me. Well, not the worst, but not nice people. I don't want to cheer for them on telly. I can understand where you're coming from with that. And, uh, well, there's the potential for quite the dethroning coming at Stand and Deliver, which we'll get to a little bit later on. Yeah, if anyone wants my life story on a podcast... People have said, I like this, that people uh, tweet us and say, I really like hearing these stories outside of wrestling from us. So I'm going to quickly... 
piggyback off the back of that one because I, I'm completely with you. Oh, when I first went to university, you know, it was the, the, the leash was off. Yeah. Let's go. And I'm, I only turned 18 in August of the summer, so it wasn't... Oh, I didn't, I didn't, It was like, here we go. So I go to uni. Which night do you want to go out on? Yes. Yes. All of them. Monday night was always the big night. That was one pound entry, one pound a pint in the union. And then you go from there. So the first few weeks, I'm like, whatever it is, I'm going. So I saw like, like Boy Kill Boy, for example, was yeah. playing. I went to see them, I remember. And then we had like Knock so, 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 yeah. Great, great band. Bravery as well, I think we saw. Loved that album. Um, but so I, I just and, want something, something for nothing. So every night in the Union, whatever, whatever it is, I'm going. It's like, it's the dance night. I don't even really like dance music that much. We can go, because you can just get pissed on snake bite, That's basically. what you went for, that's what you went for. Yeah. I should have seen how I looked at 18. That was all I was going to get going there. Um, anyway, so Wednesday night was the big sports teams night. You know, like, Wednesday night, you know what that means. <laughs> it's a big sports teams night. Yeah, they have like half, you have like a half day on Wednesday, like lectures stopped at midday. And then, like, all the varsity teams can go and play whatever they can play. Surprise, surprise. I didn't make any of the teams. <laughs> I went to, like, the initiation things because that seemed, and it was a good excuse for a piss up. But that, and that's the point. I went to, like, I think me and the lads were like, which one are we going to go to? Well, we can't go to the football one because we're not good enough. And we didn't even go for the trials. So we went to the ultimate Frisbee one. Yeah. And they were like, right, neck a pint out of this Frisbee. And even that, I was like, it's too much. I don't like this. I, 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 I have my, like you say, I have my ways. I have my things that I like and the things that I don't. I'm never going out on Wednesday night ever yeah. again. And I never did. Because you're right. Chalk and cheese. We wouldn't get on with those lads in the pub. No, they're not my baby faces. But we'd get on with pretty deadly. Yes. So there you have it. Um, right. The biggest storyline in wrestling came next. Forget everything else. Because uh, Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs, uh, Boris Johnson, I should say, sorry, are breaking into Keanu James's office. Amazing. Um, we couldn't have even written this better than they did because Briggs has turned up in camo because <laughs> she said, we're going covert ops. Uh, and Fallon's like, what are you bloody doing? And then she goes to like get a hairpin out and unlock the door and it just goes, it's open. The cleaning ladies literally just let us in. <laughs> so they're going through the office and... Um, Fallon finds some paper. They were sort of trying to neg each other a little bit here because she found a bit of paper and he's like, whoop de doo a bit of paper in an office. What a surprise. She's like, no, it's got the Stand and Deliver logo on it and she's got a NXT Women's Championship qualifier for tonight. I did like the bit where there was a noise and Briggs camouflaged himself next to the plant. I couldn't see him. It was good. I could not see him. Uh, so anyway, they keep looking and uh, I like the, the little one-to-one between Briggs and the photo. And he's like... Oh, man. Brooks, I hope we're wrong about this one. And then um, Fallon finds Keanu's planner, yep. opens it up, Operation Boyfriend ongoing. ongoing. So that suggests that there's some kind of, like, malicious plan. Well, included in it, yeah, is uh, crack on to, to Brooks and then get Brooks to make Fallon tag with her. And then it said success next to it. And then there's a lot in the diary about a guy named Sebastian. Dinner, and then drinks. And Briggs is like, hey, 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 you know, let's not jump to conclusions. We did that with Zach, which is his brother. You know, let's maybe they're mm-hmm. just co-workers. Yeah, 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 And then they find that card from last week from the flowers. You'd think she would have got rid of it. Yeah. 
Um, and but then again, she flowers are still alive as well. I would normally kill them within a week. Yeah, and then you'd think she would hide it, but then again, you wouldn't think that she would think that on television broadcast they would sneak into the office when mm. they could just get watched. Can we? Can you let us in? Yeah, absolutely. Why are you in camo and why have you got a full camera crew with you? Yeah, no reason. So they find the card, and I've got a bit confused here, so maybe you can help me. Oh, okay, okay. The card reads, thanks, uh, Kiana, thanks for the date. It was, tr- it truly was an unforgettable night and morning. What's going on here, Sidge? Because who on earth goes for a, like, 12-plus hour date? What were they, how long can you do a game of bowling for, is what I'm asking. Well, what's gone over your head, uh-huh. Billborn, yet again, is that... <laughs> Don't know how you got married to this point without <laughs> grasping this one. Mm-hmm. But if you go on a date yeah. with someone to whom you are romantically and sexually attracted, mm-hmm. if the mutual spark is there, if both parties consent, and that is the most important thing, mm-hmm. what tends to happen after a successful date, usually the third or fourth, if it's really becoming something, um, they bone. <laughs> They start to really have hot sex, sometimes preceded by a blowjob or a (laughs) or a lick out. Anyway, any or maybe some digital stimulation there. Basically, some kind of foreplay. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like uh, uh, that kind of stuff. Right, but that's it. Usually lasts that long. Yeah, but that's the unforgettable (laughs) night. (laughs) Right, it's the morning part. Yeah. What happens as well? I'm assuming this is pretty early days in the Sebastian and Kiana relationship. Whatever that is. They cannot keep their hands off each other. They just want to bone every time they're together, and it's just it just becomes this thing. I don't know how you don't know this when yeah. you're married. It makes sense when you explain it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. where basically in that, it's called the honeymoon period, where you just, it's the thing. Yes, I can have sex with my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my partner or whoever. Mm. Um... And that just happens all the time. It's like you don't not have it because you're enjoying it so much. And it's called young love. It's called the honeymoon period. And that's the morning part that you're missing here, Wilborn, right? Is that if you're so driven to like have sex with this person uh-huh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the lust consumes you to such an extent that lust, primal lust can no sell like morning breath and you think, right, do it again. We can do it again. Like some people like can just do it. They're not even brushing their teeth. That's how much they want it together consensually. That's Imagine not brushing your teeth and just getting on with it because you're that driven by lust. Hey, those early days are special. Maybe you can experience them sometime. So they took the photo of the uh, the card and left. I don't know why they need that evidence, considering they've got a camera crew with them. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not... And they'll we... question later, and they're like, oh, we weren't doing anything. Yeah. When... <laughs> it's a double whammy, isn't Fallon it? Fallon Henley knows that they are being filmed. Yeah. Because she said to Kiana James after... Um, what was the one in the arena? A judgment Day. Uh, yeah. Vengeance, Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day, sorry. Yeah. I saw what happened, because I watched the match back. You cheated. And then Kiana James was like, so what? We won the titles, didn't we? So she knows she's getting filmed. Regardless of that as well, it's a double whammy. She should have known this before entering the wrestling industry. Indeed. 
let's say, for whatever reason, Kiana James doesn't watch NXT. Surely when she goes to work tomorrow or today, isn't the cleaning team going to be like, who are those two mates of yours that showed up asking questions yesterday? And she'll go, who are you talking about? Well, I'm um, I was trying to justify it. <laughs> I think uh, the cleaning crew who come to Walk Culture Towers, very nice people, but I don't have like a... Good point. I don't have like a rapport with yeah. them. It's a very good point. Then again, in the old office, um, there was a security guy. Yes. Whose name escapes me. What a lovely fella. Top bloke. Top bloke. Really liked him, and we had chats and everything. So maybe, you know what, maybe they could have had yeah. him before, yeah? Yeah, we liked him so much. I'll tell a quick story. We liked him so much, we encouraged the bosses to try and poach him just to be security for our new office. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good bloke. Um, right, Shawn Michaels then is uh, verbalizing a tweet you can see about Roxanne Perez. She's out of the hospital, but her health is still in question ahead of Stand and Deliver. So Michaels has an obligation to announce uh, that they uh, possibly have to crown a new NXT Women's Champion. Um, and in that case, there's going to be a series of qualifier matches. The winners advance, of course, to a ladder match. Jesus Christ. At Stand and Jesus Deliver. Jesus Christ. Shawn Michaels go two months without booking a ladder match challenge. Impossible. Look, this is all heading to... It's, they're going to do the Shawn and Razor thing. Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels' thing as a booker is to um, redo every main thing he did in his career and get the characters he's booking to do the various things. And as much as I love Shawn Michaels, he wasn't really a draw, so I don't think that's a good business idea, personally. Yeah, definitely don't, don't do the Iron Man match. I'll say that. I don't think anyone can. WWE should never do that. I, well, it'll take a good couple of years, especially after that one mm -hmm. of Revolution. Let's get, would, they're just inviting comparisons. Uh, then we get a sort of more official report from Dr. Warren Bicker, who says, My team and I have been carrying out a variety of tests on Miss Perez. When it comes to Rex, Roxanne's situation, we check three potential areas. The head, the heart, and the vessels in her body. All of Miss Perez's blood work came back reassuring. She's not identified as being dangerously dehydrated. Her initial CT scan showed no abnormalities on the brain. And her EKG showed no heart arrhythmia. This is fine. At this moment, Roxanne is symptomatically bloody stable. While all this is encouraging, it does unfortunately present itself with a difficult issue in that we are unable to identify our bloody called Miss Perez to collapse. It's my recommendation mm -hmm. that we conduct further tests and consult other professionals, including possibly a clinical psychologist, you flame glah, and, and investigate <laughs> the issue further. Hell, As a result, I am unfortunately unable to provide an estimated date for Miss Perez to return to in reaction. It's all on a heed. You reckon so? Well, they've, they've alluded to it here. Mm, I was thinking that. It was either that or... They're going to say, because they were like, it was oh, the pressure. Yeah, we've done, there's nothing wrong with her brain. There's nothing wrong with her heart. But I was like, could they do a poisoning angle? Like, that wouldn't show up necessarily on an EKG or a, uh, or a CT scan. How, but would, I think how would you know? I think you might be. How would you know that? Just watch a lot of uh, The Good Doctor and things like that. Great show, The Good Doctor, by the way. Never seen it. Oh, worth, worth watching that. Uh, and Anne Louise loves, what's the one that's had like 20 seasons? Grey's Anatomy. That one. McDreamy, McSteamy. Oh my god. Uh, who's McSteamy? Um oh, I'll show you a picture of him. Let me find this. He's he's mates with McDreamy. Um, Are they called this on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um 
Because Mick Dreamy was like there first, and then like, who's that? And it's like, it's me. And they're like, we're going to have to get a name for him. It'll come look steamy. And I think, want to have hot, steamy sex indeed. with Indeed. And I think... And the kind that makes you perspire on your back. If you're concerned, by the way, skip forward of any spoilers for the first season of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, right? Skip forward a minute if you don't want to hear this. McSteamy cheated on McDreamy's wife, and they were best mates. What a twat. Well, when you look at him, though... Can you blame you? Can you blame anyone? Wait there. Look at that absolute piece. Yeah. Right. Mark Sloan. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, NXT. Uh, right, then we got the first qualifying match uh, for that ladder match at Stand and Deliver. It was Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka. Um, another reminder that Zoe Stark doesn't need to be in NXT anymore, arguably. Uh. She looked great here. Um, Sol Ruka made a comeback, though, and... Uh, <laughs> if I was Charlotte Flair right now, I'd be concerned because there's not many things I think Charlotte Flair is excelling at right now, I think it's fair to say. But one of the few things is like, I love her moonsault. I love that. Big moonsault to the floor that she nails every time. Sol Ruka did it perfectly here as well and got a big pat. Yeah, Charlotte Flair does not nail that every time. Mm. Um, anyway. But if I was Charlotte Flair, I'd be happy to pick and <laughs> because she's been pretty poor for like several years at this point and they push her regardless. Yes. If it was an in-ring that they were concerned about, she would have been out saying this off on the, the show for a long time ago. Saying this on the SmackDown review on Monday, right? We were like, suddenly, wait a You know the, the Family Guy thing we always go back to with Meg? We're like, wait a second. Was Ronda Rousey's title reign good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was match with Shotzi. Anyway, um, so yeah, she hits that, but... Um, she rolls Zoe, uh, Zoe Stark back in the ring, goes to do a big springboard off the top and just gets caught in that great flipping GTS finisher of Starks. One, two, three, she qualifies for the ladder match, which is good. You need people like that in there. Short didn't get a chance to expose itself. Um, I'm not doing cartwheels over the quality of this match or the fact that we're getting another ladder match, but, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a NXT disaster. Mm. Um, then we got something we haven't had for quite you some time. You did not time. listen to me because you're preparing a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, a cryptic message. We haven't had one of these for ages. Yes. And I thought I'd bring in an old favourite, um, which was the... Remember Lily from back Lily. in the day? That was one of the darker Pando times, wasn't it? Well, I'll, I'll just, rather than me saying it, I've managed to acquire... A version of Scripps' cryptic message. Would you like to hear it? Of course. Okay, here we go. They say give a man a mask and he will show you his true face. From my corner of darkness, my eyes scan across NXT to see metaphorical, physical, and emotional masks, cloaking the ideals, faces, and true feelings of many. But my gaze is drawn to one man. Sincerely, script. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sounds like a pissed Johnny at certain <laughs> points. It was distorted. It was confusing. It was Yeah. I, I, had, I had the robot setting on here and that wasn't nearly as funny. So So I couldn't decide whether he's going after Axiom, mm-hmm. who's got an actual mask, mm-hmm. or just someone who's he thinks is pretending to be somebody well, else. Was that the line my eyes pretending to be somebody else? My eyes scan across NXT to see the metaphorical, physical and emotional masks. Well, it's an it's a open-ended mystery. <laughs> a real whodunit. And you have to wait a whole 
25 minutes to find out who it's going to be. Jeez. Yeezy peeps, man. Shawn Michaels sucks. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, next up, it was the uh, triple threat women's tag match to decide who gets a shot at the, uh, well, definitely the odd couple right now uh, of the tag champs, Keanu James and Fallon Henley. It was uh, CNC Music Factory, um, Kate Carter and Katana Chance, Ivy Nile and Tay and Paxley, that tight-knit group from Diamond Mine, uh, and the Googles <laughs> being Isla Dawn and Alva Fire. They're really talented. They're just limited by this bollocks yeah it's impossible with. to take seriously even though the action was uh of a more than passable standard for much of this <laughs> because alba fire uh, certainly does not need to be in nxt no she's fought and she has shown that she doesn't need to do that on other anyway it doesn't matter um big brawl to start off with um isla dawn gets knocked to the floor that leaves uh carter and chance to double team paxley um, then when we come back, Ivy Nile, double suplex on uh, Alba Fire, cleans house, looks great, um, but Nile's put into trouble, and she crawls over to a corner, and Tatum Paxley won't tag in. She goes to leave, uh, Alba Fire and Dawn beat up Carter, uh, Nile's been dropped, of course, um, and then Paxley doubles back and kicks Ivy Nile in the ribs, chucks her back in, and there's a nice uh, sort of Backstabber Swanton finisher from uh, Fire and Dawn to get the one, two, three. Then the new number one contenders and uh, Tatum Paxley's betrayed Ivy Nile. Um, I recall vaguely this match, which <laughs> I watched about seven hours ago, maybe. And I 
recall the process of watching it as going, ah, not bad, this. I watched Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal last week. And because they told a really attentive story that they built carefully, I can recall virtually every single beat of it. These NXT matches, and most WWE TV matches anyway, just evaporate. <laughs> you get the sensation where they just, what happened during them was so formulaic and indistinguishable mm. between other matches that they do on this TV program that the, the memory just evaporates. And certainly with NXT, I struggle to remember what happened unless it's like a premium live event last week on the previous week's show. But even with like Raw, for example, I'll come in and be making my notes and I'll go, I remember the finish and there'll be a spot. And if there's two similar spots in two matches... Um, You'll mix them up. I'm going to have to go back and double check yeah. what's, what's going on. Anyway, uh, Bron Breaker's backstage following that. When in walks Tony D and Stacks. Yeah. Uh, and Tony says, Oh, Bron, what's going on? <laughs> and Bron says, Oh, Tony Stacks, what's up? That uh, jailhouse street fight was a war, man. And Stacks says, Oh, you're telling me. Uh, that is so bad. I've been, I've been trying. It's getting worse, if anything. If anything, yeah. Uh, and he holds up his arm to show his injuries. And Tony says, Oh, it was good. But uh, that's not why we're here. Tell him, tell him what's going on, Stax. And Stax says, Yo, you know we got this big contract signing tonight with Mello. He's fat Albert. <laughs> we were thinking maybe we could take him out for you. Front says, It's not why I didn't mind. What are you boys thinking? And then he starts... He gets preposterous here, so it just was absolutely outrageous. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, I got it. We could do some Soprano stuff or, like, the Godfather. Maybe we could give him a pair of concrete shoes or hit him with a Boski, hit him with the Jim Brown, the Ella Fitzgerald. Tony's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ella Fitzgerald? I think you've been watching too many movies. Bron's like, all right, what do you want to do? He's like, hey, oh, all we're going to do is take him out to the parking lot, right? Little pipe to the kneecap. Yeah, little crowbar to the bicep. <laughs> Why is he so specific? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> I did like Bron going, Oh, bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, 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 bing. I thought he was going to do a crazy frog impression at one point. Well, I don't think that is, that's what he was going for. Yeah. But he says, all seriousness, guys, I appreciate the offer, but I got this one. Thanks. And he heads off with his title. And Tony says, Oh, sticks. I think it's time we add some gold to the family. And Stack says, You're gonna take the win, <laughs> brother Mello? He says, Nah. Wesley open challenge tonight? And he says, Nope. Stacks, I said we. Tag team gold. All right, Wilburn's reaction, obviously. Oh my God. Save us, Y2J. Save us, Tony D and Stax. It's, it's going to be double heartbreak. That's when I know. Gonna... I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. We won't speak it into existence no. just yet. Especially because I think I just heard his... Anyway, uh, he says, uh, Look, you've been sticking your neck out me for months, right? You almost tore your goddamn arm off in that jailhouse street fight. That kind of stuff doesn't go unrewarded. What do you think? Stax says, D'Angelo family tag team champions. Let's go. I hope I can get this takeout before Stax yeah. comes in because he seems to know exactly when we are talking about him. Mm. Mm. Um, look, I'm probably going to step on the dick of our uh, analysis of the contract signing, but that just means to nearly finish. So happy with that. Brom Breaker is 
probably going to be asked to be the guy at some point, okay? Mm -hmm. That will involve, whether it's Vince McMahon, Triple H, whoever, welcoming everyone to Monday Night Raw and maybe doing some gags on the Titan Tron and basically being this sort of jocular stand-up comedian-adjacent master of ceremonies as opposed to... To a world champion. Mm. His comedic timing here was absolutely awful. So bad. So abysmal. Um, yeah, he's not it, is the guy. He could be a, like a great wrestler in his own lane, but they are insistent on putting him in a different one. And my God, he has not got the timing or the, the comedic. It's like when they got Flair. Goldberg in WWE, and they were like, "Let's do a funny skit with uh, Goldust when a big yeah. wig on him backstage." What are you doing? Yeah, Just no. have him kick ass and go rrr, rrr, rrr. really easy. Not in the words of Dave Meltzer. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Unless, <laughs> hey guys, hey Stacks, oh, right. Stacks, oh, you can sit there. No, no, Hamlet. Oh, thanks. Okay, guys. Sitch, what's the deal with the Oscars? It's a ceremony um, awarded by a governing body mm. to recognize excellence in film. It That's what it's meant to be, but I think in recent years, people have sort of realized that, you know what, um, the Academy gets worked by what is called Oscar bait pictures um, that are made, written, directed, produced, with the sole intention of winning an award. Mm. So it's a bit of controversy, Starks, about whether or not the Oscars truly recognizes excellence in film or whether they just like to have their own biases sort of reconfirmed. So, Starks, that's the deal with the Oscars. All I know about the Oscars is uh, the Godfather won plenty of goddamn Academy Awards back in the day. And I hear some guys in the back saying... Why isn't Roman Reigns got an Oscar? Because, Starks, the deal with the Oscars is that it recognizes achievements in film, whereas WWE television is uh, television. Ah. It's sort so of... So you're telling me Candice LeRae's performance from Tonight Show ain't gonna make it? No. no for a variety of different reasons. In fact, Starks. Anyway, uh, you know what? People keep saying to me that uh, at last year's Oscars, Will Smith... Hit rock bottom. Pretty sure he slapped him in the f face. <laughs> Not the wrestling move. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair game, because uh, Chris Rock's done a special about it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Three quest, three jokes for you guys. All about the Oscars. Sitch, why did the Scarecrow win an Oscar? Picture that, a Scarecrow win an Oscar. Because he was outstanding in his field. You goddamn got it, he's outstanding in his field. All right, Conan. <laughs> Willie, question joke number two. Why hasn't Liam Neeson been nominated for another Oscar in the last decade? Oh, say that again. Why hasn't Liam Neeson been nominated for another Oscar in the last decade? Because his nomination was taken. All his roles have been taken! You're on a roll today, Sidney! Yes. Final question oh for you. Oh my god, this will be the first time ever I got the hat trick. Can you get the hat trick? Sidney, why don't pornos win Oscars? Huh? Picture that. 
I don't pornos. I don't pornos. Pornos. I don't know. You're on your own here, mate. I'm struggling. I will try. Right, just give us a minute, okay. Um, pornos, obviously the acting, I've been reliably informed, isn't very good. Uh, I yeah, would yeah. not know. Um, I don't think, I think there's a minimum feature amount. And um, I've been told that more recently there's been a shift away from, you know, actual motion pictures into something called, um, I, I don't know any of this. There's nothing to do Oscar bait, anything like that, is oh, there I with am, this? Oscar bait. bait. Because they're too... Uh, um, less Oscar bait and more master bait. Um, because the endings are all the same. Endings are always happy. Yeah, because usually like heartbreak and yes. in the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. The endings are always happy, stacks. Oh, it's good, but it's not right. Why don't pornos win Oscars? I'll tell you why, Sigi. Because the plots are all full of holes. Full of holes. It's the way I tell them. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. I don't understand that. Pull, pull the full of holes. What is that? You're just not good writing there, or was it maybe I, a double me? I don't. Know. I think there's a double entendre oh. in well, that um, the idea of sex. Oh, <laughs> you dragging off in the ring for a monologue next? Uh, oh, absolutely sucked. Uh, oh wait, I've seen goddamn porno movies with better verbal performances than this. Ilya Dragunov just walked in. Ilya, what did you think of uh, your performance last night? Oh, very entertaining. Bye, Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> revolving door here, isn't it? JR on the WrestleCulture podcast. Though he says his career in WWE has been life-changing for him, his son, his wife. Uh, he's had opportunities he never expected. Uh, every success has a blemish. Because there's always J.D. McDonough trying to cut his legs out from under him. Uh, it could have been avoidable. There's no choice now. To continue his ascension in NXT, he needs to get rid of J.D. once and for all. Of course, this brings out J.D. McDonough, who says, um, they're two sides of the same coin. Um, your obsession... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Ilya says, your obsession with me is going to lead you to devastation. J.D.'s like, <laughs> more like you're obsessed with me, actually. Uh we always suffer. Uh, you just can't quit me. Um, Ilya says pain makes him feel alive. Uh, makes Jesus, cr- shut up about this, lads. I hate this line, yeah. Uh, pain makes the difference in his life, and he chooses that life. And JD says, I figured that out about you. Probably because he says it every time he has a microphone, JD. Uh, Ilya thinks he chooses pain, but he's wrong. Ilya's greatest strength is what he's willing to put his body through, but it's why he doesn't have a title as well. Ilya wants to suffer, and JD is never going to stop waking, make, thinking of ways to make him suffer. Uh, it all ends next week. No more Jamie McDonough next week, Sige, because there will be nothing more than random body parts and fluids spelling out, here lies the Irish ace. I'm fairly certain that's... Murder, but still. JD enters the ring. There's a stare down. And JD says, I look forward to our symphony of sadism. Their words, not mine, Sige. Uh, JD goes for a head, but Ilya dodges. Brawl. They brawl out to the ring. They brawl to the back. Imagine that you're having a fight with someone. And you're sort of doing the trash talk. Mm. 
I'm going to kick your ass. Let's take yeah, this outside. Yeah, take this outside. Imagine saying any of this. Like, imagine saying any of this. It's pathetic. It's so cringeworthy. And my God, Dragunov, look, he didn't. Yeah, you know, he speaks English very, very well. Better yeah. than I can speak literally any other language <laughs> than English. So I'm always very careful to check my ignorance. But it was I'm sure he stepped up over his words. Mm. And uh I'm doing the exact same thing now, ironically enough. When he said Symphony fluids, was, yeah. I thought he like said swear. I don't know. Uh, it was just very confusing. Symphony <laughs> very confusing. Symphony of Sadism wasn't great either I from JD. My, suck my cack. Yeah. Um, caress my cack. A bit of alliteration for you there. <laughs> I, I uh, recently uh, re-watched the, it just popped up on my YouTube randomly, the bar, well, the, the the fight scene that starts in the bar and goes outside from Jack Reacher. That's I've a, never seen that. Oh, we'll watch that at lunchtime. Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You know, a lot of people had issues with him playing Jack Reacher. I thought that th this part of it was... That's how you threaten someone. You do, you, well, he doesn't threaten them, basically. He just goes, don't do not do this. You're going to get really hurt if you do this. He did, no, no point, basically, Sid, should he say, let's have a bare knuckle fight outside and have a symphony of sadism. My, uh, but everyone else would just go, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you saying that for? It's I'm weird that they don't say that. We're watching that at lunchtime, that scene. Okay. I really like it. Okay. Uh, anyway, pretty deadly are backstage. Um, they're asked about their loss, and they're devoed, and they're, oh, bloody hell, everything hurts. Um, they're offended by this question, of course, as well. I can't believe they've lost. They're universally ignored. They don't need stand and deliver. And then the light bulb goes off. Stand and deliver needs pretty deadly. And I'm like, yeah, keep going. Why be on the show, Sige, when they can be the show? They're going to host it. Yes, yes boy! Stand and deliver. The one time I'll allow this. The one time. It's the exception that proves the rule. Stand and deliver. More like snack and delicious. Brilliant. Uh, I love them so much. They can get away with stuff like that. Of course they can. They're the best. Perfect host. Better host than WrestleMania's got, in my yes. opinion. Unless my fantasy book and idea comes true. Indeed. Uh, and they head off to make their case. That Main I event time? <laughs> you wish. Oh, God. Uh, I'm getting hungry now. Um, Wesley's walking out to do his open challenge at this 25 point. 25 past 12. Ilya and JD brawl past him, basically. Uh, and he sort of gets into it as a bit of George Jacken with him and JD McDonough. Uh, and then JD McDonough shoves him. Security like, no, go out and do your match, you idiot. And they just keep fighting. Um, go to a break, come back. Thea Hale's doing some... Yoga bollocks with Tyler Beard. Um, Andre Chase walks in and says, can I have a moment with Duke? This, oh, this got me, Sid. Mm. Duke says, you know, pissed wife, basically, about our bloody win-loss record. And Chase says, hey, Chase used more than what's down in those bloody record books. It's more than buildings. Is he got building? Technically, I suppose. That's what's They've got one room I've seen yeah. where they do the lectures. And I think he wants to try and buy it off him, or did at least. There was a dorm as well we saw. Yes, uh, it's more than buildings, books, and desks. It's about feelings. Students learn there. They grow. They decide their future. And it's where I found my purpose in life. Same goes for, for you, Duke. You were just skating by before. And now you're living and dying with every single win and loss. Because the first time in your career, you actually care. Maybe Chase you has done more for you than anything else in your life. He got a round of applause, this I heard in the background, and then Ava, 
no surnames, the rock's daughter, uh, turns up and put a mask on a, a loud hailer or whatever it was. I really like this promo so much. Because I like the idea that Duke Hudson is actually just going to be a baby face and it was never... Or maybe they've realized, holy hell, this dude can work as a baby face and he's damn yeah, good at it. Give him a heel after that fight, those fire-up spots. You yeah, see. no. So maybe they've realized, hang on, he's doing this to kind of take the piss. But he's so good at it that we should do a wholesome tag team. Yeah. Who would you rather? Oh, don't do this to me. Who would you rather dethrone Gallus, right? Pretty Deadly, Tony D and Stax, or Andre Chase and Duke Hudson? Because, oh my God, they've got a better tag team division than AEW. <laughs> I can't believe we've come to this realisation. I want it to be Tony D and Stax for obvious reasons. Um, but Chase, you were, and, and nothing against Pretty Deadly. It's just I've seen them as tag champs and I like them. as They can they could set up a feud out of... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it's, Chase, you were a very close second in that list. Grayson Waller is streaming outside. I love the AW, I love the NXT babyface tag teams. Yeah, they're great. Haven't even got to our boys Idris and, and uh, Malik Blade either. Gone off them. Oh, uh, well, Garner's house. I don't know whether he's connected to the Wi-Fi, Grayson Waller, or he's using his four G or whatever. Uh, but he's he's going. Look at the bloody size of your house. Um, and then he's like, uh, "Lovely, lovely place. This. Oh, hope your door's not unlocked. I'll tell you what. I'll go and check for you." Always love that as a sort of surreptitious yeah. threat that they use often. Um, so Wesley's there, NXT North American Championship, open challenge, but it doesn't happen because they do the big, everyone in the locker room's brawling, try, trying to get to the ring. Uh, Axiom no! does make it in there, but then in comes Scripps to dive in and take him out. Axiom and Scripps and Wesley in a triple threat at WrestleMania weekend. Oh my god. Scripps looks awful. Yeah, Wesley and Axiom. Scripps. <laughs> yeah, Scripps. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Um McDonough gets in uh to go after Wesley and they get into it a bit and then but then Ilya comes in and gets rid of him. Wesley's just pissed off, so he does a big dive onto everyone. This this got so stupid later. Like so stupid. Um but then the uh the new arrival was uh Backstage with Mackenzie. Dragon Lee, he's very excited to be here. Came here to be a great example of the spirit of Lucha Libre. He's going to love it here. Nice to meet you. What a lovely bloke. What a nice fella. Um, in contrast to that, JC Jane is chatting with Mackenzie. She's got her arm Jesus in a sling. Christ. Um, she says, you know, how are you feeling after you lost last week? She's like, uh, don't say that. How you feeling after you lost last week? She did do that. Gigi did nothing last week. She isn't a tenth as good as her. Um, yeah, she says, report bloody real news if you want. Gigi separated my shoulder a minute into the match because she takes shortcuts. If you consider that a victory, you're even more pathetic than I thought you were. Um, I'm going to be thinking of you every second until I return, and then I'm going to break your heart. I'm going to break your face. Terrible. Absolutely woeful. I'm sorry. <laughs> then it was time. Yep, good. For the grudge match, Dabba KO versus Apollo Crews, number between 1 and 19. <laughs> um, oh, hang on. 1 and 19. 14. Chosen wisely. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> uh, big brawl to start off with. Crews dived off the top onto Dabba KO. Um... 
Get inside. Bell finally goes. Mizu goes straight back out to the floor. Dabba Kato gets sent into the steps, but Kato uses his size. Classic big man, little man sort of thing here. Knocks him down. Takes uh, takes over as we go to a break. When we come back, Apollo Crews is still in trouble, um, but he fires back with some kicks to the head. Nice angle slam. Um, Cruz looks great. Um, gets him out of trouble, this does. Frog splash gets him a two count, um, and they go to the outside. Um, Dabakato tree slams uh, Apollo Crews onto the steps. Uh, it doesn't look like Apollo Crews is going to make it in, just gets in before the count of 10, and then he immediately turns around into a sit-out choke bomb or whatever it's called for the one, two, three for Dabakato. Hey, was this okay? Yeah, I enjoyed this. I didn't think it was that bad. Look, I'll never watch it again. I never saw it and thought Dabakato could be the next monster heel of the territory, but I thought it was more than passable. I thought the countdown tease was really well timed on behalf of Cruz, and look, it's kind of what needed to happen. You establish Dabakato was like a TV level threat going down the line here, and then Cruz can just wipe his hands of all of this and go back onto the main roster, a more confident and energized man. Uh, my mind wandered uh, slightly, uh, mainly because Next was like an NXT Anonymous video, which is like QTV, basically, for me. I don't care. Um, QTV, as much as I don't think I'm going to like it, makes sense in the universe with granted. no invisible camera. This makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but my mind wandered, and I stumbled across some more fantasy booking that, again, probably won't happen, um, but I'd love it if it did. Dabakato wrecks Apollo Crews here, maybe goes after, I don't know, pick a sm- another small, pick, uh, Malik Blade, for example. He's not that small, but he's, you know, smaller than Dabakato. If only, oh, Sid, if only there was a big guy who's trying to rediscover his form who could come in and say, why don't you pick on someone your, your own, own size, size and I am the same height as you, so that would be applicable to me. Hence why I said it. I just dreamt that up in my head. Von Wagner versus Dabakate. Oh, man, Jesus Christ. Give me it. <laughs> yes. Shawn Michaels is spotted by NXT Anonymous, whatever that is. Um, Wesley's bonkers. Um, oh, this is so stupid. He's, he's trying to be like you, Shawn. He's one trying to prove himself against all challenges. Corrosive arsehole influence in the locker room. Shawn's like, you don't have to do that. The man who took Bret Hart from me. Oh, by the way, I saw that tweet about um, the the widescreen version of, is it Wrestling With Shadows? Yes. And you can see the T-shirt. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, Who tweeted that? Uh, that Yandrew Giant. It was, the giant. I thought so. Um, yeah, Wes says, I wanted to fight 10 people. What are you so doing, Wes? God. Sean's like, I'll meet you it's, halfway. It's so stupid. Let's make it a five-way. Pick four guys, basically. Like... When someone says, this is so WWE, they take things so far with their stupidity, I'll take them all on. You don't then specify a number. You'll just say, I'll take on anyone. You don't have to go to the next level and be an idiot. Yeah. Say, I'll, I'll have 10 wrestlers in the <laughs> ring with me. That's just stupidity. Ten. It's one of those things where, why do they de- deconstruct the phrases that if you do that, become ridiculous and then make stories and characters out of them yeah like why I, do they do this I, I will take on 10 wrestlers just say take anyone on I'll take them all on I really liked it I don't know years ago this is must have been Guerrero must have been Guerrero Eddie Guerrero's world champion and he says I'm so good I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back and I think it's Heyman or someone like that goes you mean that don't you and then they go, okay, let's do it. And then, of course, the big bad comes out and 
kills him. So I like that. But yeah, don't you don't say, I'll fight 10 men for my work. First of all, don't book that match in NXT yes. anywhere. But yeah, there's going to be a five-way basically involving Wesley. He can pick his opponents. Um, so hopefully, it should, be, it should potentially has to be an absolute ripper that. But good luck, everyone. Yeah. Keanu James and uh, Sir Wangsalot's backstage. Fallon's not answering her phone. So why would you do the, the one time that they'd go, where are you? It's during the two-hour wrestling show. Why would you choose know, that time? But I then know. I suppose maybe Keanu James isn't in her office then, guaranteed. Uh, maybe I've figured it out for myself. Regardless, um, Keanu says, I just need to be alone. So Wangsalot's like, oh. She's like, oh, just for the match, though. He's like, oh. And she's got the match next. as the qualifier against Gigi Dolene for that ladder match at Stand and Deliver. Tell you what, she could not be arsed with him here, could she? Mm. She realized, oh, God, I have to make him not look and feel crestfallen because it's part of the operation. Operation boyfriend. But she could not be arsed with him here at all. Then she had to realize, oh, I have to pretend I'm arsed about him. She just didn't want to be with so him. There was a sweetie in there, and I thought, that's not genuine. No, she did not want to be with him here at all. But she realized, oh, Christ, I have to want to be seen to be with him because of the operation. <laughs> because of the, the operation. operation. Uh, Gigi Darlene, J- uh, Keanu James then. Um, running kick to the chest, gets an early two count for Gigi. James fights back, though. Um, puts her in a chin lock. Gigi has to make the ropes. Um, and Gigi's got a new sort of finisher Hit with an STO, and then it's like an abdominal stretch into summer. <laughs> Some sort of DDT slam thing. What are they teaching them there? Uh, that gets Gigi the one, two, three. Uh, Gigi Dunning qualifies for that ladder match. Uh, but post-match, of course, the new number one contenders are looking to correct one of the tag team champions. Albafire and Isla Dawn jump her after the match, but uh, so Wanks a lot comes out to make the save. Uh, none of this is good. Mm. Not a, not a bloody thing of it. So Johnny Gargano finally makes it home. Grayson Waller's there waiting, uh, and they get into it. Brawl. Waller gets dominated early on, thrown into the bushes, but he recovers by throwing dirt in Johnny's face and blinding him. Uh, and he says, I guess it's my house now. Um, picks up the garbage can. Gargano kicks, it, kicks him and kicks it and throws it into Waller, beats him up on the steps. Uh, then Candice LeRae appears with Quill. Yes, um, at the door, Johnny's like, go back inside, love. Um, Waller uses opportunity to low blow Johnny and take over. Um, and he starts walking to the door saying, Daddy's home, Quill. What an arsehole. I love him. Um, he grabs Gargano. This is grabs Waller and they fight some more and they slam their heads against each other, against the wall. Um, eventually, Waller nails Gargano with a rake um, and breaks it over his back as. Now, this is going to be me doing it. This isn't the direct audio, so WWE can't sue. But I'm going to do how Candice LeRae reacted to this. No, stop. Get out of here. Stop. That's enough. Uh, Waller grabs Gargano, stomps his face into the dirt, grabs his head, has a go at Candice and Quill. Says, Johnny, you ain't the same no more. And he backs off and Candice checks on. One of the worst things I've ever seen. One of the worst things I've ever seen. My goodness. Look, I'm not an idiot. Wait a second. Sorry. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Uh, this is an abomination of uh, storytelling, creative television, whatever you want to call it. I'm not an idiot. I understand that. For God's sake, I'm not campaigning for Candice to show a little bit more life, 
a little bit more emotion because realistically, you'd be terrified, you'd be screaming mm, and you at them to stop, and you've got the baby in your arms. But this is why it's so. F- this is why it's so stupid. Okay, so they're going for the. Oh God, there's a child there. This is real. And then, in order to have the child there, that has to facilitate a really fake, quiet performance mm. on her part. You know what I mean? Mm. So oh, the baby's there. It's what's happening here is real. Like, oh, you could have fooled me, actually, because that's one of the most fake acting performances I've ever seen in my life. Just have someone else look after the baby while you're filming the segment, okay? And then have Candace go, God damn it, our baby's in there. Mm. Our baby's in there. Okay? Yeah. To or get just it. get the baby from American Sniper. You know, the one that's just got the most obvious doll I've ever seen in a yeah. <laughs> Oscar bait movie. Um, so I... They attempt at yeah, realism. We're not sat here saying that she should be screaming and clearly upset in front of her small child. Yes, we're not ever saying that ever. Yeah, just do a doll for God's sake. No one could begin to take this seriously because there is a invisible camera there. Just watching. Just a don't man, do. Just don't do the angle. Watching a man getting beaten up on his own yeah. lawn. Just don't do the bloody angle. Um, also, move house, guys, because your neighbours suck ass. Yeah, there's no commotion. Anything going on next door? Just the Gargano's getting, I think, killed. Yeah. Do you reckon they... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely risible. Do you reckon they showed... Because they've done quite a few home invasion angles of, in over the years, of course, in WWE. Do you reckon they showed Orton's wife yeah. from the Triple H one and went, that's too far. And she's gone the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Because in that one, she's like, ah! Ah! And then <laughs> Triple H <laughs> commits quite a few crimes. Yeah. Fairly certain. But hey, crimes against Bukin. At least we got a great match at WrestleMania 25 out of it. Not. <laughs> it was not a good match, Adam. Uh, yeah, sorry, um, Vaughn. I was that was sarcasm. You don't get sarcasm, do you? What? Do you know um, gullible's not in the dictionary, Vaughn? Yes, it is. Let me check my online version. Brooks is checking on uh, Kiana post beatdown, of course, when finally, here, bloody time, here comes Boris Johnson and Fallon, uh, Fallon Henley. almighty. We're nearly there. 20 to 1. Well, yeah, literally, we're, we're so close now. Uh, Kiana's like, what the hell are you wearing? Um, and, uh, well, they're, sorry, they say, what the hell are you wearing to Fallon? And they're like, never mind that. What's he bloody wearing? Jensen's like, I can't believe you've done this. And they're like, oh, my God. It's not what he looks like. And he's like, you went to see that bear movie without me. Let's <laughs> yeah, watch the telly, you tit. No, no, I'm not applying that standard to the storyline. No. It's, it's simply too knowingly stupid. Um, and she's uh, saying, why did you have a championship qualifying match without telling me? I thought we're partners and what have you. I'd be more annoyed that... So you're going to try and do double duty over stand and delivery? Yeah. Not bad. Anyway, they mention the fact that Albafire and uh, Isla Dawn have attacked, and they're like, what's going on here? They're like, well, haven't you been paying attention? You've got a tag team title match. And they're like, you better, you better handle what you got going on here. Oh, it will be handled. And they get into it, and then Vic Joseph, they go back, and he's like, wow, I really need to get on the same page. Yeah. Well, thanks for explaining that, Vic. So subtle, almost missed it. Yep. Chuck contract signing main oh, event time. God. Here come Brian Breaker. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Um, and they're like, yeah, shouldn't there be somebody here to do this? Uh, and they say, 
well, William Regal's not allowed to... Oh, sorry, but, well, uh, we, we don't need that. Uh, the sooner we uh, sign this, the sooner we can get to a new champion, says Mello. And everyone's like, oh, like that, are we? But thankfully, here come our hosts. Thank God. Pretty deadly, you hear. Uh, and they're, they're going to do it. They're going to preside over it all. Mello's like, I didn't mean any disrespect. You're great. You deserve to be respected. But uh, on April 1st, there's going to be a changing of the guard. I'm taking the title. I'm making it more than you ever could, just like I did it with the North American Championship. So respectfully, Braun, at Stand and Deliver, you're coming in second. Uh, Braun does disagrees, but he says, look, I know you took that North American title. You made it the big title. Because you couldn't get your hands on this title, which I thought was a nice back and forth between the two. Uh, I want to face the mellow that the fans get on their feet for, the one who beat Ricochet, the one who beat Apollo Crews. The whole mellow don't miss thing is fitting because there's a first time for everything. Feels big time this. They're building each other up while saying, I'm, I'm still better than you. They're trying. Um, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. Uh, keep us because that image that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty deadly. Keep making little comments here, and they're like, "Can you f- shut up so we can do this contract signing, please?" Um, and uh, Mello says, "Well, yeah, for me, a stand deliver. I don't want Fisherman Bron or Bron in his tux inducting his uncles. I want the Bron who busts through walls, the unstoppable version of Bron. Basically, it's going to make that all the more sweeter when I beat when you bring that guy, and it's still not good enough to beat me because I am him." Bron's like, I believe that, but, um, you know, you have to, saying all that's good, you have to prove it, basically. Uh, again, pretty deadly interrupt, <laughs> Trick Williams. He didn't really do a lot here, Trick Williams, but as always, I couldn't take my eyes and ears off him. Trick Williams just goes, that's two boys. <laughs> like, one more, and we all know where this is going. Anyway, um, Bron says, this is 18 months in the making. That's the potential to be the uh, match of NXT. They've both unified titles before. Um, Mello pointed out something I hadn't realized, which does, you know, gives it a bit of credence. Says, this is the youngest main event in WrestleMania weekend history. A lot of eyes on this. The truth is, though, it's nothing new to them. Mello says, I'll deliver. I just know that you need to know that you will too, Bron. Bron says something's got to give. Mello signs the contract and says, I'm not going to give an inch. And Bron signs the contract and says, neither am I. Uh, and they face off and go to leave. And pretty deadly, you're going, no, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. We want, we want some drama here. So, of course, they do another stead. And they take their shirts off. Wait a second, sorry. Oh, my God. Um, stare at each other. And then both put pretty deadly through the table. Uh, and there's a face-off to close the show. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. Thank God we're finished. Um, ultimately, I still don't take seriously that these two are the absolute top boys of this brand who have just taken these parallel journeys, and now those paths are converging, and only one person is getting out them woods. Uh, right. I've seen both of them kind of fail or under-deliver, they're not like I just don't take the I don't take the characters mm. as seriously as those characters are taking themselves. I think it lacks credibility to go to this particular story, and I could see Deadly hitting those tables one million miles away. Look, it's one of those where if they have this absolute gangbusters match, that's all of the story retroactively is yeah. pretty cool and a unique way of doing it. They'll have justified this particular way of building the match. But my God, it's gonna it's it's gonna fall so they're gonna fall on their faces pretty damn hard if this is like three and a half, three and a quarter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I've, I have very high expectations exactly for this. This is one of the few NXT things that I'm like, no, you both should deliver here. You both should put on yeah. a match because one of you, if not both of you, should be up on the main roster in the it, next. It's a bold strategy cotton this. Yeah. And it, uh, it feels big time to me, obviously not as big time as, as other things, um, but it feels big time. But like you say, there's a lot of pressure on this. And I don't think it's helped by the fact, and I understand why they're doing it, and it does all, you know, also kind of make the, the result unpredictable, I think you can make an argument for. But they're having them both kind of be baby faces with, you know, hard-ass sides to them. It just, you know... To compare it, it's very unfair to compare this to Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania weekend, but you know where you stand with that. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest yeah, bad yeah. versus the biggest good, basically, yeah. for all the marbles. I just think it's the babyface version of that, and it ain't. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Uh, but let, you know, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Um, Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, myself and Sidgwick will be back later on today to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we <laughs> will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.